and thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, Professor Oak is unable to join us because he got his tongue stuck to the mysterious icy boulder on Route 127. And by that, I mean 217. I'm just dyslexic there. I literally got halfway through 217. I was like, that does not start with a one, but I've started it and I finished what I start. I was like, where is this possibly going? I just, wow. Impressive. Hey, either way, Oak is. I'm just as lost as Oak is at this point. We don't know where he is, but he's licking boulders and shit. So I was like, that's how I felt. I remember when I first got my COVID vaccine. I was so excited. I was like, I'm gonna go lick a street corner because I was just so excited. I'm and then so I got, protected. I think, yeah. So I, that must have been something happened like that with Oak. Now, uh, last we left our trainers, uh, they were chasing after their rival to Lake Valor to investigate a bomb explosion. I don't know what other. I guess are there non-bomb explosions? Um, dynamite explosions. Um, are, are, is dynamite not a bomb? N- n- I don't think so. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Or there's like graveler explosions, like the move explosion. Oh, oh! I literally <laughs> though, like Voltorb. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That so that was a needed clarification. Thank you very much. So bomb explosions, not the fun kind. Pokemon explosions can be kind of adorable. Um, Wait, now I'm Googling. Happen. Okay, dynamite is an is... explosive made from nitroglycerin, sorbents, and stabilizers. Wait, so what is a bomb? I was about to say, we gotta get real philosophical. What is a bomb? <laughs> a container filled with explosive incendiary material, smoke, gas, or other destructive substance. Okay, so I suppose it's oh, fused to detonate under specific conditions. So I guess yeah. maybe dynamite's like that because the specific condition is that it's on fire. I don't know. <laughs> I that's that uh, maybe me. it's like I, a I squ- it must be like a squares and rectangles deal. I think I was about to. I think this is an I before you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. We figured it out. We got it all solved. All right, here. Now, now that we definitely have the FBI like tracking my IP address. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I know I'm too dumb to make one, so y'all don't have to worry about us over here. Uh, now, well, let's do a quick team check-in. How is Jenna's squad looking? Jenna's squad is beefed up. I'm so proud of her. It took literal hours, weeks of effort to get her team to where it is now, but damn, does it look good. Uh, so starting us off, we've got Coca-Cola, now an Infernape at level 40, and that's her fighting type from the Veilstone City Gym. FOMO Co., now a Luminion, also level 40, and that's her water type from the Pistoria City Gym. DuPont, as you heard last episode, now a Roserade, of course, also at level 40, and that's her grass type from the Eterna City Gym. Exxon, a Bastiodon, you guessed it, level 40, um, both her rock type representing the Orberg City Gym and her steel type representing the Cantalave City Gym, Cantalave. Um, and hey, I want to just, like, point out real quick here that having one Pokemon represent both the Orberg and Candelave City Gyms is, like, iconic because Byron and Rourke are father-son duo, so. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing too much. Yeah. Uh, it, Jenna's the doing the most. 
Um, <laughs> Way too much. And uh, next we have National Park Service, the Patrisu Level 40, living its best life, not tied to any gyms. Um, and rounding us out is Amazon, still a mischievous, still have not found a desk stone, a level 41. Uh, that's her ghost type from the Heart Home City gym. I will say, I love how both Poojus and Jenna are incredibly tied to round numbers, clearly. Yes! Based on the levels of these Pokemon, because <laughs> we have Poojus' team. They, they finally in the same kind of area with this. Poojus has Poo, the Haunter, at level 40. I'm also realizing... Pooches and Jenna are friends. They should probably just trade at some point to let this poor Haunter evolve. You know, I did actually look it up, and uh, the Nintendo overlords have shut down um, trading, so we actually can't. No. Yeah. I know. No. I know. In, in, inaudible uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger noises. No, no. The GTS Global Trade Center is no longer operational, so... Well, yeah. I, lo- I did no look fun. into it for you guys, and um, yeah... Sorry. Moo, moo, hiss. That is very disappointing. <laughs> now, we have Rampudos, the Cranidos, coming in at level 40. Shartinks, the Luxray, at level 40. Turdwig, the Torterra, at level 40. And then we got a Pooliper, the Wingle, at level 32. And Pucario, which is actually a Riolu, at level 16, which is very exciting. So, if I'm looking at this right, I think you also, Pujas has the all the gyms so far represented right i believe so because there is definitely fighting definitely water yeah haunters ghost cranidos are you sure it's not a rampardos yet oh shit it might be okay well in any case i don't know pokemon names (laughs) that's level definitely your rock type torterra is your grass type wingle is your water type and Riolu, I think we can count as both your fighting and steel type because it'll eventually evolve into a Lucario. So, yeah, that's six. You got it. Good job, Poojis. Yes, it is 100%. I'm actually checking. Yeah, it's been... It evolves from... It evolved like 10 levels ago. I don't know the difference between... (laughs) So, fun fact. I'm not super familiar with this region. So, when Poojis is catching Pokemon, whatever he calls them is what I call them. I don't know the name of shit on this team. If you, like, ask me what a Rampardos is, I'm going to look at you and I don't know. But, yeah, uh, probably two episodes ago it evolved into a Rampardos. Wingle's also a Pelipper at this point. (laughs) Yup, also a Pelipper. I think five levels ago. Yeah. So, um, there we go. Uh, You're so good at Pokemon, (laughs) Derek. I am so great at it. Hey, look, I love how they – look, Pooch is planned ahead because he named the the Pelipper Pooliper, which Mm. is – oh, no, he didn't because it's a Wingle now. No, it's a Pelipper now. Oh, it is a Pelipper. So, yeah. Yes. Pelipper for Pelipper. <laughs> we got a Pucario for Lucario whenever that evolution happens. And we got a Rampudos for the Rampardos because look at that. Yes. Look at that. Pooges is way smarter than I am and plans ahead. <laughs> I don't think it takes much. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> got me. Okay. So. Now that that's settled. <laughs> now, go, going on to Lake Valor. Um, and in the most scientific term ever, the dweebs. That are blocking the entrance have finally left and we are free to access lake valor which is very exciting so bye dweebs uh can't I block us anymore defend the use of the term dweebs until the end of time because it's fitting as a dweeb i'm cool with it so <laughs> <laughs> a team galactic grunt basically just tells us that the next target is likely lake verity and that they'll be hitting twin leaf town along the way and the level of detail that these grunts like to give 
to random passerbys is kind of wonderful. Like, they're just fucking yelling plans out there. It's, like, almost like they get... It's like they want someone to try to stop them. Like, it's the whole thrill of the... Like, yeah, the, very the similar in vibes to Team Magma and Team Aqua back in Hoenn, where once the grunts figured out the plan, they were not on board with the plan and trying to get us to stop said plan. As we go through this week's um, journeys to Lake Valor and Lake Verity and hear from some of the Team Galactic commanders, I begin to understand why these grunts are giving us so much detail because holy shit are they in over their heads and also how dare you threaten twin leaf town like that's where my mom lives yeah i didn't even think you're right like this Y'all is not that it wasn't already personal like the end of the world is pretty bad like that no that no, no i get it personally like, but if, if your mom wasn't there you'd be super on board with this you'd be signing <laughs> off like you'd be going first in line to go be like yo merit lage come end the world hey cthulhu come eat all these humans like i'm pretty sure that's what cthulhu does like woo like that's exactly what would have been happening well you know what really Mom-y. made it personal for me derek is that as we're you know, making our entrance into Lake Valor to try to figure out what the fuck's going on with this bomb. The whole lake has been drained, and there are just sad, pathetic magic carps flopping weakly all around the lake bed. And I was, like, extremely angry about all of this, Derek. Like, look, in my line of work, we do lake drawdowns. Like, it's a thing. It can help with, like, zebra and quagga mussels you know and you can do it in such a way so that you don't impact the native wildlife team galactic i don't know why the fuck they're draining the lake first of all and second of all like what did these magic carp ever do to you and like how horrible are you that you leave all these magic carp to die like like i've been like maybe sort of tentatively a little bit on board with team galactic for most of this season i'm fully off board derek like i'm now driving the train in the other direction I'm going to be completely honest with you. When you first said that, I thought you said magic cards, not magic card. <laughs> and I was you just, just like, got magic on the brain. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's always on my brain, unfortunately. I was very confused, but yes, magic, magic carp, carp the, the fishies. The fishies, yes. Poor fishies. Clearly what we need to do is just train up all these magic carp. First rescue them, then train oh, them up shit. into revenge, a Gyarados revenge squad, and then set them loose on Team Galactic. An army of Gyarados versus merit lage or cthulhu would be the most epic of battles we <laughs> sneak attack from kitty cats <laughs> i was just attacked by a vicious monster there's a um, adorable little eyes i mean we know that gyarados like fly through the air as we learned from our adventures through hisui in pokemon legends arceus like they don't need water to get around they can just fly through the air so like let's get all these magikarp We'll evolve them into Gyarados, and then we'll set them loose, and, like, they can wreak havoc on all of Team Galactic. I feel like I feel like I, this is the strategy we need to be pursuing now. I am fully in support of this, like, 10,000% in support of this. This sounds like a wonderful plan, and honestly, I don't know why we didn't think of it sooner. This is, like, the most straightforward plan we've had so Like, far. sort of across the board, right? I feel like any of the baddies from any of the Poke regions we've been to could probably be dealt with with a team of Revenge Gyarados. You're right. If we just... Oh, what if we make it into, like, a Hydra and, like, have all of them just, like... And the Red Gyarados from the Lake of Rage is, like, Kingpin Gyarados? Yes. Oh, man. Wow. Why are we still okay. in journalism? We clearly need to be training Revenge Gyarados. 
we have made so many poor life decisions leading up to this that to not have thought of that already. That should have just been our plan for everything. Want anything? Just raise an army of Gyarados. Well, be I... like Blackwater, but for Pokemon. Oh, the oh, okay. Sorry, that took me a second. Is that the, the like the real the life mercenaries sea for world? hire? Blackwater. Oh yeah. I was thinking Blackfish. No, 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 no. Blackwater <laughs> is like a paramilitary contractor. I.e. just, like, mercenaries. Like, what does what Shamu have to do with this? Okay, no. I mean, we're, like, releasing sea monsters into the world, so I guess, like, there's a connection there. And now, for a quick word from our sponsors. Do you like to train giant serpent monsters in your free time? Well, we need you to come save the world. Everybody out there, train up a Gyarados, put in the hard hours, work with the Magikarp, and after you have dedicated weeks and months, come donate it to us, because I think we're going to do something good with it. We are training a Gyarados army. Get ready. Everybody donate your Gyarados. Will you get them back? We don't know. We've never worked with Gyarados before, but we have a plan that is like 10% sure to work, and we're going to get hundreds and hundreds... 400 Gyarados all together at the same time to take down Team Galactic. So donate your hard-working Pokemon. Give them to us and let us cause destruction. This is 100% not an ad or sponsored by Team Galactic. We are 100% actually doing this. Someone actually thought this was a good idea. Um, yeah, save the world. Woo. Now back to our show. Now, moving on. Anyway, um, another Team Galactic grunt does in fact confirm, so I can give you credit on this, Essie, that people, the people guarding the entrance were in fact dweebs or, or nitwits, is, I guess is another. They call them lots of nitwits. Words to describe them. It's a, they're dweebs. Nitwits, dweebs. It's confirmed. Douche nozzles. It's, it's honestly whatever you're <laughs> feeling in the moment. Now, the grunt finally seems united in what they're trying to accomplish. Now, Steal legendary Pokemon and bring them back to Team Galactic's headquarters. I'm wondering, is this part of, like, the ceremony that they need to offer up legendary Pokemon to appease the Cthulhu oh, monsters or the sure. demons? For sure, yeah. Because, like, you bring an otherworldly creature to our plane of existence, like, they're probably not going to be at full health from being ripped through time and space. So they're going to have yeah. to feed off of the power of, you know, Pokemon. And who more powerful than legendary pokemon and apparently who easier to catch than these sweet sleepy baby lake guardians that we literally just conveniently learned about from professor rowan yeah the lake yeah the poor poor little lake guardians i don't think they want to be eaten by by demons or monsters so that that's unfortunate for them um good luck guardians now inside the lake guardian shrine we find commander saturn who takes a much more authoritarian oh gosh i cannot fucking read (laughs) You can do it. I believe in you. (laughs) I read that like one of those uh, fun facts I had about the uh, scientists from last season. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, back inside the shrine, there's Commander Saturn. Dude in uh, in the fucking Team Galactic. He does shit. He takes a much more authoritarian tone with us and informs us that the opposition will be crushed. Ah! Um, So cool. Like, we're not really worried about you, dude. Like, honestly, in a battle with, like, Demons slash Cthulhu monsters and legendary Pokemon. Uh, Captain Planet over here is really not at the top of my worries, Mr. Saturn. Also, like, as is to be expected, we, of course, crushed him in battle, so. 
Oh, like not even close. Like literally didn't even put up a fight. And that's the the, the funniest thing about all of it is just like, bro, M- Mr. Mr. Saturn, like just go away. Um, Saturn then tells us the Team Galactic will be using the Lake Guardians to create a new universe. I, I maybe when you like feed legendary Pokemon to other cosmic beings, the universe is created. Are they is creating like a pocket plane? Like this... like a plane of existence, but just for Team Galactic. I feel like that would be so lonely. I know, huh? And very incestual. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like they've got enough uh, grunts that Members? they can probably, yeah. Oh, I thought they had like fifty of them. If, if they have more, then I guess it's a. Imagine the, the collective IQ of, of that population, because the grunts don't seem Maybe very Maybe it's, like, one of those end-of-day doomsday cults that was celibate, and, like, they're just all going to eventually die out, and, like, that's just going to be it. The, we should let them see. That doesn't sound that bad. Should we just let them succeed? Like, they just go off and die in their I own I feel like I need more details plane? about what this new universe creation entails, actually. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, not, mostly, I just want them to stop, but I'm also intrigued. Now... Moving on to Lake Verity, uh, Jenna rushed back to Twin Leaf Town, obviously, to go check on her mom and make sure that she's safe. Uh, Pooh just wanted to do the same, so she's good, um, and we're able to get over to Lake Verity, just all over these lakes. Now, at Lake Verity, we find Professor Rowan, who seems surprisingly chill with everything going on with Team Galactic, like, disturbingly so, um, but seems very concerned with Lucas and Dawn's safety and asks us to help them. Good to know that Lucas and Don come before the fate of the rest of the universe. That is a very dedicated boss. Um, Either that or he's just, like, really good at staying calm in uh, times of crisis. So just the polar opposite of Professor Oak. Yes. He's like, not going to be licking crisis any crisis and doesn't give a fuck about soon. us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> um, and then as we make our way across this lakefront, the grunts willingly admit that they're stalling us for time as they attack us for double battle. So they're basically like knowing they're about to get their ass kicked. And they're just like, oh, if we attack them two at a time, we're going to slow them down, I guess. But doesn't it make it faster if it's two at a time? Because it's not each individual speech we have to hear. I'm confused. Dang, you're so right. I didn't even think about that. Also, I was just like, hell yeah, time to once again wreak havoc with even more of my, or with even more of Jenna's incredibly powerful Pokemon. Um, but... Yeah, I they were very transparent, very straightforward. I guess I'll give it to Team Galactic. Like they aren't really making any secrets about what their plans are. So Yeah. It was I yeah, they they're very straightforward but not very well thought out, I guess, cuz yeah, you saved us a lot of time. So thank you, Team <laughs> Galactic. So we do finally make it over to back to Don and Lucas who they are very helpful. Tell us the Team Galactic has already stolen the guardian of this lake. So helpful in telling us that, not helpful at all in preventing any sort of disaster. So, Yeah, thanks. we love Don and Lucas. I feel like our encounters with them throughout this adventure have shown them to maybe not be the most well-equipped for dealing with uh, the perils of the Pokemon Anything. world. And to be yeah. fair, they signed up to be research assistants. They did not this sign up for true. internships with the Pokemon League. So, like, yeah. This is... This is very true. As a former researcher, if you would have just thrown me in like, oh, the world's ending, go save it, I probably would not have done very well. Like, you're in the middle of a heist as a research assistant. Like, what are you going to do? Like, throw some mice at them? Like, (laughs) Yo, give me some fucking pipettes. I'm going to be squirting the shit out of them. Mm. (laughs) 100 mils at a a time, I think it holds. I can't remember how much my pipettes used to hold. Whoops. (laughs) 
Sorry, science people. Um, now, Commander Mars is harassing Don and Lucas and reminds us that we have met originally at the Valley Windworks. Yeah, get them all confused. Captain Planet number one and two, I, I don't know who y'all are. I'm glad you think you're famous. You're part of a weird death cult that wants to summon spaghetti monsters. That's all I know <laughs> about you. Um, Captain Mars also didn't put much of a fight up, and she confirms that Team Galactic has already stolen the Guardian of this lake. We already knew that. You didn't even give us new information. Come on. You're this Team Galactic person. You can't even give us exclusive info. A plus for Don and Lucas being the research assistant, because they had the data. They had the information. Yes. Look at that. The researchers yes. did their research. I like it. <laughs> now... Professor Rowan asks us what happened to Bernie and Fouke Fosse, and honestly, completely forgot they existed. I he was same. not even thinking oh about them. Oh my god, same. I literally, <laughs> I literally was like, as I was saying that, was like, wait a minute, oh fuck, oh, oh like, we, they were a thing, so hopefully they're fine. I, I feel like they're too annoying to die. Also, that like, makes sense. I was thinking about it, where could they possibly have gone? Like, we followed them to Lake Valor. I guess, like, sure, we got caught up with personally the fate of the magikarp but you know generally sort of the cataclysmic overtones of the activities there um but yeah i don't know what happened to bernie sanders so maybe he's just yeah, you know Fosse. shopping for a new set of mittens <laughs> and maybe poop Fosse is a uh, is somewhere far away and now for a quick word from our sponsors newest app for your Pokech is finally here. The Find Your Friends When They're Lost app. Not quite as creepy and intrusive as a typical Find My Friends app, this Pokech app is only active when you're lost. Did you run off towards an explosion and then disappear from the face of the planet? Not to fear, because the Find Your Friends When They're Lost app is here to save the day. Our proprietary algorithm uses an expertly tailored machine learning AI to determine if you are lost without any input from the wearer. The secret to determining if and when you're lost? Why, if your friends are looking for you. If they knew where you were, then you'd be found, right? Like I said, completely different from other Find Friends apps. Wait, that's exactly how the other apps work? Shit, cut the mic. Now, back to our show. Um, now, assuming Team Galactic uh, is also going to hit Lake Acuity in the northern reaches of Sinnoh, we hurriedly set off for Mount Coronet just to try to get ahead of it. Like, at this point, like, we assume we know what they're doing, but honestly, like, these people don't really seem like to have a solid plan, and it's very cryptic and confusing, and they tell us what they're going to do, but, like, until the moment they tell us the exact thing they're about to do, they can do whatever, and I don't, I don't really I, think there's well, much of a pattern. I feel like two of three lakes and them straight up telling us that they're trying to steal the lake guardians, like, I don't know, feels like a pretty good um, assumption. <laughs> I'm not confident they know where it is. This is the other lake guardian. Well, yeah, so other- hopefully we can get to Lake Cutie and secure that lake guardian before they do. True. Look at that. That would be ideal. Now, moving on to Mount Coronet, uh, we leave east from Eterna City and now have access to all the HMs needed to navigate Mount Coronet and head to Route 216 and the northern portions of Sinnoh. So we are HM up. We got all the HM friends, all that shit to like get where we need to go, which is really freeing because it's super annoying to get somewhere and have to turn back, especially when it's in a cave because I didn't want to be there in the first place and knowing I have to come back is quite dramatic, so I don't like it. Now, luckily, we don't see really any trainers uh, in Mount Coronet. So you said Jenna, just use some repels. 
Pooh just did the same. At this point, grinding, has there's been enough of it, and we are not the clips, so we're going to move on and just fucking repel things away. Yeah, and Thank you to the- Jenna's trying to get over to League Acuity as fast as she can, so um, I will just sort of slide right in here and say Mount Cornet, not Cornet. Cornet. <laughs> but- Cornet. It okay. is Mount Cornet. No. Isn't it, it French? No, it's not. That's Kalos. <laughs> oh. We're still in Japan, Derek. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, Sinnoh. So, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's like there's random like things in the U.S. that are named after different places. You never know. Okay. Um, Mount Cornet. Uh, now, Detroit would floor, like to have a word about Detroit. <laughs> is that what it was supposed to be? Is Detroit? If it's the French pr- French pronunciation, it would be Detroit. It was settled by French trappers. So what? They had trappers back in the day. Like OJ to Juice Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, this is just to say if Detroit could be Detroit, I think Mount Coronet can be Mount Coronet. <laughs> okay. Uh, now on the first floor, we do you know who OJ to Juice Man is? I know we've had this conversation before, and it's not Bronco murderer OJ. No, no. It's a rapper that squeaks a lot from okay. back in the day. Okay. Something, yeah. something. He always, he always ends his like lines with, hey. Okay. All right. He sounds like he sounds like a fucking like he sounds like if Mickey Mouse was a drug dealer because most of his songs are about drugs. So it's like Mickey Mouse's like cousin that like decided to like be a bad boy. Okay. I mean, I I can get down with that. I feel like as long as so, there's no the per- genuine actual murder involved. <laughs> not to my knowledge. Okay. Solid chance there's not. Um, now, on the first floor, we use a combination of rock smash and strength to access a few good items, including rare candy, which is the best of items until you think about where it comes from, and we won't talk about that now. Oof. Dead Pokemon. Now, the lower level of the cave is filled with a dense fog, and luckily, Pooliper is ready to go, and Luminion, little ear fins just foo-foo, and we get to defog the whole place. So that's amazing, and the fog is dismissed, and we can actually see. Super helpful. Now, Should the basement of a mountain be foggy? I feel like that's not how fog works. It's a very good point. I, I don't think there is any universe in which a basement should be foggy. Because isn't yeah. fog like just, I, I mean, could it be that that much moisture in a basement and that it causes it to be like, I don't. I don't think it could be that much moisture plus the right temperature requirements to keep it suspended in the air as opposed to like condensing on surfaces. Whatever. Okay. I guess we don't need to think too hard about it because we're on a chase. <laughs> onward. <laughs> yeah, onward, onward and upward. Um, now, as we continue this chase, we exit Mount Corene through the north. Um, and Gabby headed east and found a really interesting trainer to tra- chat with. And this is a... I will say, this may not be somebody you know about yet, but you're going to want to hear this. Uh, we will be right back. A quick break, and we'll be right back with the show. Hi there, folks. Field correspondent Gabby here with this trainer I found outside of Mount Coronet. It's so good to have you here with us today, sir. What's your name? I am best. Oh, I'm the best. I got this, and I'm not pathetic. I am the best, and I tell myself every day. All right, um, I'll just go with Mr. The Best. I think that that uh, hopefully works for you. So um, can you tell our listeners, uh, where did you learn to give these great pep talks? 
I am not sad, I am super happy, I only cry cause I have to, it's my body leaking weakness, that's what my therapist told me, I can do this, I can do it, I'm the best, woo, yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> All right, I think I'm gonna need the name of your therapist and uh, see see where that I can leads. I do this. Mm. All right, um, can you tell us what's the best motivation you can give someone? What do folks really seem to respond to? I am undefeated against myself. I can't psych myself out, even though I kind of suck. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. I'm gonna win. What am I gonna win at? I don't know, but I will. I am a winner. Deep down inside, so, so deep down. I got this. Let's go. Ah, uh, I can do this. Let's go. Woo! I feel like, yeah, reminding uh, people that they're winners yes. and they can accomplish anything, that's really, uh, really good. Um, best. Can you tell us, uh, how can someone learn to hype up their friends like you? I can't be stopped, except... By basically everything in the universe. I can't be stopped unless I stop myself. Is what my therapist told me last week. I can do it. Do it. I can do it again. I think I can. I hope I don't fail. No. I'm going to do this because I'm the best. <clears throat> I'm the best. Let's go. All right. Um, hype time. Every time is hype time. Not sure that that really answered the question there, but let's you know what? Go. We're running short on time, so let's just jump to our final question. That patented, hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to the allegations that you are the lone witness to the last known whereabouts of Bernie Sanders and Fouke Fosse? The, 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 I had headphones in this entire time. There was somebody standing here? Now back to our show. Can I just hire this man to, like sit in my house every morning when I'm like getting ready and like hype me up <laughs> like literally though I realize that he may not know it or have realized it but you just made my day better sir yeah so, I was so I feel, that was great like everyone I feel needs ready to a go. hype yeah <laughs> I feel ready to fucking go so let's like go shot of cafecito now <laughs> moving on to route 216 route 216 is covered in snow with some deep patches that can't be run through. Uh, definitely no bike riding uh, if, if you're smart. Because I fall on bikes in regular. It's like trying to drive on a mountain. It feels like in, like a snowy mountain. That's like one of my biggest fears ever. Is being in a car on a snowy mountain. And this is like a bike is like the next worst thing. Because I feel like I could just fall over at any given point in time. Yeah. I'd go with skis. But like I just don't even know how a bike. Like you have to be sitting on a hard surface right. And it just. I feel like that's not how snow no. works. So. Not, not exactly. So, Derek, not that I'm a snow excited. expert. Well, I was gonna ask, how excited were you to see snow again? Have you seen snow since you were here in Michigan? No. Oh no, man, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. No, when no, yeah, I have. Uh, for New Year's, I was in Denver last oh, year. Oh, right, 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 right. And it okay. was like a blizzard. It was like zero degrees. I love it. It is the cheeriest thing ever. Because whenever I go to see snow, I don't drive. I'm just walking around. <laughs> so it was great. It was like a little winter wonderland over there, just playing in the snow and. Doing all that Southern good shit, so. babies. Like actually, though, it's, it's, snow is a terrifying thing. I do think I do prefer hot take. I don't think it's a hot take at all. It's wet. I'd rather it be zero degrees and snowy than thirty degrees and not snowy. Yeah, I feel like that's not because you're gonna be inside either way. So yeah, why not? But have, even like, even walking aesthetics. in it, 
even walking in it, walking around Denver at zero degrees, it's covered in snow. I was just as fucking cold as I was in like Atlanta at 25 degrees with no snow, except it looked pretty. Well, snow so is like, an I, insulator. Well, so look at that. So it was even maybe it was even the same like warmth thing because like it was great. Like I, it was things to look at. Like why when I walk around uh, Atlanta in 25 degree weather in the winter, which nobody told me that before I moved here that you get six months of like miserable cold. Like it's the kind of cold where it's like, oh, it's six not going to snow. Six months is a little dramatic, I think, for Yo, Atlanta. It starts in October and it just doesn't feel good to go outside again until like, That's okay, maybe like four fall. months. Yeah. You know what? I don't, either way, I don't like it and it's not pretty outside. Now, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, all the Pokemon battles do take place in the snow, resulting in hail, which pokemon don't seem to mind it but it's terrifying um i didn't know this i didn't bring like a hard hat so uh, <laughs> Pujus was on his own for this i found a little covering and i was hiding um my head is not hard enough to deal with hail i, I don't know about maybe Pujus's is <laughs> not over here luckily jenna is not afraid of spending money like i feel like most pokemon trainers are and so she walks around fully stocked with potions and ice heals and revives so she was able to take good care of her Pokemon in battle, and I just, like, stood far enough away that I could, like, enjoy the flurries and not, like, the hail part. That's not I fun. I was scared. No. Yeah, I, I shaved my head, so, like, <laughs> if I'm running around with hail, I can't afford any dents in my head. Can't cover it up. Or I choose not to cover it up, so that wouldn't be good. So I need I, I, I need not to be hitting the head with hail. I don't need any more blows to the head. Uh, the lower valley of Route 216 is a straight shot over to 217, well, the upper cliff sides are connected via a bridge system where you can find a few items that have been dropped in the snow. I don't blame people for not turning around to pick them up because at this point, if I drop something here, there is no way I'm coming back. And even less of a chance of finding it, it's just all going to be buried and cold and wet. And, yeah, and if you don't have the Item Finder Poketch app, no chance. Yeah, zero chance there. Now, you mentioned that Jenna actually found a Pokemon to catch here, and it's a... It's a little, oh, I like the name on this one. What did Jenna catch? (laughs) Uh, So Jenna is never not catching Pokemon and making late-minute additions to her team. So uh, she caught a level 32 Snover, um, who she named Pfizer. Aww. Uh, Apparently, she worked in the decon stations um, at the labs where the um, COVID-19 vaccine was developed. So... That's that's her work experience with Pfizer. Hey, that's like actually a look at that. Look but at I have that. to say, Snover is so fun and cute. I'm I look, it's replacing Dupont the Roserade. I'm certainly gonna miss um, that beautiful flower. But um, Snover is so cute because when you see it from the front, it's just like it looks like a little mountain, right? Its little head is like pointed like a mountain peak, and it's got little brown spots on its bottom, like you know, sort of the base of a mountain that's not snowy. But if you are behind a Snover, like if your trainer that you are following on this Pokemon journey is battling with one, it has like little spikes almost like spines sticking out of its back and they're little trees like little pine trees like the side of a mountain it's so cute i love snover i'll give in it's a little adorable it's so cute it's cry is the greatest thing i've ever heard it's like it's so cute it's so fun i love it i love snover so very happy with pfizer level 32 so not too far behind the rest of her team um 
but yeah, slap the experience share on Snover and uh, hit the road. You can say our time at this point in the route is Snover. <laughs> at the end of Route T16, we found I'm the good. Snowbound Lodge. <laughs> a warm bed and nothing else. Um, Iconic. Wonderful. Iconic advertising. Like, that's what it is. And I'm here for it. <laughs> like, honestly, what else could you want? Like, that's yeah. the most important part of that is, like, that, that's exactly what I'm here for. Now, um, <laughs> Jenna is not in a position to complain. Neither was Pooja's. Neither am I. Took that shit. Healing up. Getting out of the cold. Getting out of the hail. Yeah. There's no, no argument for me. Not going to fight that. Even a little bit. Um, I will say there's literally nothing better. And this is the coldest take of all time. <laughs> literally nothing better than a warm bed when it's cold. Like, I don't think there's anything in, like, the universe. Like, I literally turn my apartment down to, like, 60 nice degrees when I go to sleep. <laughs> Just so I can, like, get under four layers of blankets and be warm. Like, it is... I think that's our anxiety talking, Derek, because you get, like, the weighted effect. I do the same thing. I prefer to be under, like, multiple layers of blankets and not, like, airy, fluffy comforters. Like, full-on knit yeah. blankets. Because, yeah, you get, like, the weighted effect that's, like, oh, so it's just you. <laughs> I mean, I also love being cozy, don't get me wrong. But, like, yes, I think that's just, like, uh, us showing our anxiety here. <laughs> At every turn, I learn anything that I think is just like a normal thing that I like is just a symptom of my brain. That makes sense. Okay. I, I, I get that now. Now, on Route 217, after we've had enough warmth and decided to, for some reason, leave this perfectly warm, comfortable place, uh, you basically turning north from Route 216, we do find ourselves in a raging snowstorm. So, if you thought it was bad before, this is so much more fun. I just got stabbed again and can no longer even run through the snow because it's so much. So Route 217 is essentially just one large open field filled with snow, trainers, some trees. Um, and you basically have to keep yourself oriented because there's just so much snow going on. It is a mess. Now, I actually, here's an interesting take. Don't know that I want to call it a hot or a cold take. Um, but I kind of felt like navigating through this open area felt like strangely reminiscent of some of those open water routes from Hoenn, right? Where you have like a handful of boulders to like keep yourself oriented, but you kind of just have to like do a patchwork. Like I, you can't see in this audio medium me like waving my hands around. Theater of the but... mind. Theater of the mind, yes. <laughs> like you kind of have to try and bounce off Roomba style to make sure you hit all of the trainers and find your way out of this route. Um, and so, yeah, surfing back and forth between the route edges to make sure you battle all those trainers felt very similar to us like wandering around in this open snow field. So that was a very interesting. I mean, I guess like it's... <laughs> It's sort of a water route. It's just a frozen water route. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes, it is water. It should is, yeah. Very <laughs> cold water. Just very hard, solid, frozen, cold, somewhat miserable water. Now, um, you, like you said, it is similar. I actually maybe prefer this to the water because I still have the thought of being slapped in the face from being dragged by a mudkip. Mm, um, and fair. honestly, while this is not fun, better than being pseudo waterboarded by a fucking tadpole so yeah not, not as mad um now you mentioned at the, there's a cabin in the middle of the field with one solitary hiker who tells us as he was seeking shelter from the snowstorm he accidentally dropped hm08 rock climb and i guess is basically stuck um thankfully we do find the hm right behind the cabin so i guess he didn't look very far or look at all it looks like you literally so, just said derek if you drop something you would not turn back so 
I, I, that's true. But I feel like if I was stranded at some point, I would get the idea of like, I don't want to die in a cabin in the middle of a fucking snowstorm. <laughs> I, I mean, just thinking, may, well, maybe he's just waiting for the snowstorm to slow down. Well, yeah, okay, because back inside, the hiker tells us, like, if you, we, Jenna and I went back in, and we were like, hey, we found your HM, like, no harm, no foul, here you go, um, and he was like, actually, I appreciate your honesty, but I don't need this anymore, so you can have it, because you can make better use of it, um, and then also gave us an icicle plate as a goodwill gesture for our honesty, so he doesn't need the HM anymore, Derek, stop being so snarky. <laughs> Fine. Thank you for the nice thing, Mr. Hiker Man. Fine. I will be appreciative and not question your intentions. And if it's a fake HM, and if you use it on a Pokemon, it's actually going to turn against you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely not what it is. Now, there's a second cabin located northern near northern edge of the route. Um, and there's a woman inside there who is shocked to see another person and gives us the spell tag as, and thanking us for the visit. I've realized these people probably have not seen other people in so long. But they're just just handing us like they can't have many resources. These cabins aren't huge, so like I imagine they don't have that much of a stockpile. They're just so excited to see people. It's like fuck it, I got three things left. Take one of them. Well, you're saying these people are gifting us stuff. Um, so in the backyard of this cabin, there's a little grassy patch where Jenna went to explore to see if she could find any more hidden items, and she went back to the cabin to warm up because it was super cold, and the woman was gone, and we didn't see any other footprints. So it's spooky Sinnoh's back, Derek, and I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm getting very, very agitated. Maybe the dude was a ghost too. Uh, well, no, we went back inside that cabin to try and give him his HM back. I guess we didn't go well, back in another ghost. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, ghosts can be friendly. Yeah, he's just a friendlier ghost. Oh, uh, yeah, well, 100% they're ghosts. Yeah, I just, oh, no. In that grassy patch in the backyard of the cabin is where that strange boulder is that oak apparently licked and it feels bone chillingly cold and i was like nope absolutely not we need to nope nope get out get out of there evacuate we're not no <laughs> too spooky it's so yeah I'm, I'm in the same way it's like i'm so intrigued by it but i'm still too scared to stick around i i don't know which one i, I don't know which one over okay i do know, know which one i ran away like a fucking six-year-old i was terrified but like part of me wanted to be adventurous and investigate but uh, no did no not. first of all i, grabbed I, don't Pooches and wanna, ran. I do not want to investigate spooky shit in like the best of conditions like i'm not going to risk getting snowed in or trapped in an avalanche or something to investigate this ghost absolutely not no we bounced so fun fact my mom is like a fucking g she like literally whenever she's around like she's not scared at all of spooky things she's like one of the people that likes to like investigate so would definitely like not do a little oh. horror movie so she's like staying somewhere in maryland right now and it's apparently like a very haunted looking like what old old house like old as shit like creepy like definitely people have died there before and it's like it's nice but so she's like literally like having the time of her life like she said in the middle of the night just like wandering around like trying to like find the ghosts and like meet them and stuff and i'm just like you are like i remember one time i had her play uh my playstation vr i had her play resident evil 7 because me and every one of my friends could not make it five minutes in without like crying and then running away she went through the entire first level did not flinch once and like took it off was like y'all are just like babies oh, i don't understand no. i didn't so, even try it do you remember you tried to get me to try it and yes then i i played skyrim instead yes 100 percent. Oh, no. yeah so um i did not get that gene i got the complete opposite in which if a 
board creaks, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna lock my door and but let the ghost go. But you love spooky shit. Oh, a hundred percent from a distance. Like oh, I will okay. watch horror movies okay. all day. I might even consider like a guided ghost tour. But like, you tell me like, oh, do you want to sleep in a fucking haunted place overnight? I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm like interested. I'm not stupid. Well, well you slept like, in my house and it's haunted by happy ghosts. But, those ghosts have been re- the researcher in me. <laughs> There's a large enough sample size of these ghosts not causing harm that I was like, you know what? It's cool. Yeah. If they okay. decide they want to play a prank on me, I'll just I'll, I'll play along with it and only cry a little bit. <laughs> now, we finally find the north end of this route and can continue to Lake Acuity uh, and hopefully catch up with Bernie and Food Fosse or have some sort of evidence that they're okay. Yeah. I mean, we didn't find any skeletons in the snow. So, like, assuming that this is where they ended up going, um... They're at least probably not stuck in a snowbank somewhere. Yeah, there's like a, a solid 30% chance they're still alive right now. So I like our odds. Um, now, at Lake Acuity, unfortunately, we can't gain access. We're being blocked and the entrance is being guarded against the snow point gym leader. Um, guess we need to go recruit for this rescue mission. We can't just do it. There's rules and stuff. We don't. People aren't worried. People seem even less worried about Bernie and Fugfasse than we are. <laughs> and that like oh the world's gonna end there's missing small children well here's this roundabout thing you need to go do before you do that like okay oh that was okay. not how i took it at all like oh. there were they were being the access to the lake was being guarded by team galactic grunts and they professed that they were scared of the gym leader but not us apparently so like we just need to go recruit her to help scare off these grunts so that we can go save our our friend slash rival slash friend I, I get it but my thing is like they know that based on everything that's happened they know we're getting in there at some point there's missing children at least go let us investigate like look i get it y'all are trying to end the world but like <laughs> you know that we're gonna make it in there eventually let us save these little kids or you know what maybe bernie and food Fosse are gonna foil the plans because they're so fucking annoying that they're just gonna make these people like give up on it completely like not worth yeah, that world really domination says something. new galaxy if they let Bernie and Fook Fosse in, but not us, so. That's a really good point. I just think that they talked so much, and this sounds crazy coming from me, considering <laughs> how much I talk. I think they just talked so much that the gla- you were like, you know what, just just come in. Please just stop talking to us. Stop <laughs> Make running this in someone else's You're problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. They'll be oh no, we don't know how they got in. That type of deal. Yeah. At this point, we get to Snow Point. Snow Point hey. City. Snowy Sea. <laughs> now, just beyond Lake Acuity. On the lakefront, we do find Snowpoint City, and it's a very, very tiny town and home to the seventh gym leader. Um, there is, to keep on theme with the ghosts, there is actually a very spooky temple on the northern side of town, um, but we're not allowed to go in and investigate yet, and I was oh so disappointed. Poojas is much more excited about spooky shit to, like, in reality. Poojas was about to waltz right in there. I was like, oh, no, we can't go no, in. What absolutely th- not. Well, yeah, then just <laughs> power walk the other direction, so was not sad about that. Um, there's also a boat on a river on the southern side of town, um, which we're also not allowed to use. So we can't go to Lake Acuity. We can't go in the creepy building. We can't use the boat. People here do not like us. Yeah, I guess we really just have one thing left to do, and that's to uh, obviously break in all these houses and talk to people. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the only thing left to do. One of the houses, there's a girl um, that wants to trade her haunter for a Metacham. Um, and apparently Jenna was tempted. 
Yeah, so you all recall Costco. You know him, you love him. Uh, Jenna wasn't really making use of him. He's Metacham, so she agreed to the trade. At least thinking, like, if we can't get, you know, a trade happening for Pujis, like, we could at least help someone else out, maybe. Well, I was just about to say, Sassy, isn't this exciting that you get to trade for a Haunter? Because don't you get a Gengar? Yeah, if you're bitch-ass trading partner doesn't give your haunter an everstone like this bitch did so now he's a fucking haunter and it's got bitch -ass a stupid name i don't even remember it's like gaspar or something like like <laughs> what no we gave up costco for this <laughs> lied you've been bamboozled hoodwinked this town is just full of disappointment. At this, Jenna was like, all right, let's just go fucking deal with this gym leader so we can get out of here. Like, literally so disappointing. At every turn from the time we've gotten here, I look, I had no interest in, in seeing the sights of Snowpoint. I'll be honest. It's, it's just there's a gym leader here. That was about it for Pujas. It's the only reason I'm here for this underpaying job where Oak doesn't love me. But <laughs> I hate it even more than I expected. Not yeah. my favorite not the best but yeah. whatever either way um this yeah it's just a disappointing town and we're gonna end on the most disappointing note possible because we're gonna get y'all <laughs> ready for next week next episode we'll get into the exciting part the only good part about this town fuck you snowy sea is the Snowpoint city gym uh that's gonna be super exciting we finally get to like acuity if they ever let us pass and decide that we're good enough considering everybody else is we got Veilstone city team galactic headquarters mount coronet and the spear pillar but for now this has been pokemon radio with your host derek and sessie on professor oak's pokemon talk sessie hit him with the social media if you are on twitter or instagram you can find and follow us at pokemon radio pod if you listen to the show on apple podcasts or spotify podcasts please leave us a rating or a review and no matter where you listen to our show please do subscribe or follow on whatever platform that might be this show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember, I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch one of every gym type is my real test. To train them is my unpaid labor for the Pokemon League. Sponsored by the Sinnoh Pokemon League. Catch up with Bernie and Pook Fosse, or at least get some sort of evidence that they're okay. I lost my voice there. Um, let me say that one time.